What is up, everybody? And welcome to the Joe Kilgallen Podcast, a.k.a. Kilgallen's Pub. This is a very special episode. I'm very excited for this. We This is episode number 200. Can you believe it, people? We've had 200 episodes of the Joe Kilgallen Podcast. Started off as Kilgallen's Pub. It's still Kilgallen's Pub at heart, right? If you're listening for the first time, I'll give you a quick reason why I changed the name. It was simply because I thought it would help YouTube views. I thought more people search Joe Kilgallen. It would pop up more so than Kilgallen's Pub. People are stupid out there. They're thinking Kilgallen's Pub. I, I want to watch funny videos. I don't want to see people drinking whiskey. But people drinking whiskey is funny videos. That's where you guys all fucked up. Okay. So uh, we're going to have some fun with this live one. Uh, that's right. If you're listening to this a couple days from now in your car, we are actually live right now simultaneously on Facebook and YouTube. I chose those two because that's what we used to do back in the day. Uh, my guests will incorporate some of that, some of the start of this great podcast way back. Damn, I want to say in 2018. But before I bring on our guest, uh, I want to thank all the Patreon subscribers. You guys are amazing. Thanks so much for all the support. Thanks to everyone who subscribes to the podcast on whatever the fuck you listen to podcasts on, YouTube in particular. Uh, if you follow me on TikTok, Instagram, whatever you do to support uh, this podcast, myself, I really appreciate it. Already getting some uh, congratulations. Ron Grant popping in the chat, already saying congrats on 200. Thank you very much. I can't believe it's been 200 episodes. It's been, damn, it's been quite a ride. And I'm enjoying it. And we ain't fucking slowing down. And the man who was the engine behind this podcast for a long time, for probably the bulk of the episodes, and a man who really was uh the goddamn glue the guy who was uh oh what else can i say the one and only like the godfather of chicago comedy uh <laughs> definitely on the digital side of things let's welcome on um the original producer of this podcast the one and only james <laughs> webb is back everybody hey buddy how are you man let's go this way i want it's to, good. this oh, way or this good. way whatever you want dude i like i like the production value of the the green is cool yeah that's let's great. go that way yeah Dude, you uh, look jacked, man. <laughs> Stop. I'm going to go put on a fucking hoodie. Hell uh, no, dude. Let those pythons show. Yeah. What's up, everybody? 200. This one's one. This one's two. Uh, no, it's good to be back, dude. I fucking I missed you so much. This is, I'm, I'm glad you're still going, dude. This is great. Um, yeah. How have you been? Dude, I've been uh, I've been good, man. I've been, uh, you know, just figuring shit out, trying to enjoy the summer. I had a crazy flashback. We're going to kick it off the way we used to. Remember how I always like doing a Jeopardy style where we just got into a topic yeah. and then you got to know the guests a little bit later. So we're going to launch into something. And then I want to talk. I want the listeners to know what's going on in your world because okay. I know they miss you. Chad McDaniels already wrote <laughs> James Chad, motherfucking Webb. <laughs> yeah, so buddy. people are happy to see you. Um, yeah. And James, by the way, is doing insane things, insane things. <laughs> Even if uh, like the pandemic didn't happen, James would have gotten so busy. He would have been like, listen, kill gallon. I don't have time for your rinky dink hey, little absolutely podcast. Absolutely not. How dare you? Absolutely <laughs> not. You're always number one in my book, Jolly. Thanks, my man. Um, dude, I don't know why this hit me. For some reason, I saw a Northern Illinois sweatshirt. Someone was wearing a Northern Illinois sweatshirt. Okay. Then I had a flashback to the first time I ever went to a strip club because it was after I went to see Northern Illinois versus the University of Michigan for my cousin Brian's bachelor party. Okay. in near ann arbor michigan yeah. now the reason i want to talk about this is because i want to know if you remember the first time you went to a strip club <laughs> oh, uh here's what here's my memory and here's what made me think yeah. dude we're thinking about time as a weird thing these days right and and, and and it's one of those things where you know everyone who listens knows my father passed away earlier this year so i've been kind of having some existential shit going on in my life a little bit with how i 
how I view what matters and what doesn't matter. Yeah. But I had a really weird trippy thought and I thought about the first lap dance I got. And then I realized, Oh shit. The woman who gave me that lap dance probably looks terrible now because that was like 17 years ago oh shit yeah oh my god let's say let's say she's in let's say she was a 22 year old stripper then yeah you know what i mean strippers age like presidents dude (laughs) like okay that's very general but sure yeah Um, am i being a little mean maybe but i just started to think to myself yeah you're a stripper in a small town in michigan yeah yeah, like okay. how many kids does she have now? <laughs> how many arrests? Top of the class, yeah. Uh, no, not top of the class. She had uh, a fake Russian accent that I really appreciated. It helped the whole thing, you know. She put it on real thick for you. I it just didn't feel right. It felt very like uh, <laughs> just very evil. You okay. know what I mean? Like um, that's fun. You know, I think her name was like uh, my name is Natasha, and uh, what do you want me to do? Would you like me to touch my nipples? And I'm like, is this German or Russian? You're you're kind of inconsistent there. I hope you're not in acting classes here at the University of Michigan. You know, it's one of those things. Natasha, why did you choose northern Michigan of all places to come to from Russia? Tell me about that. I don't know, man. But, you know, we all we've driven through the country. Uh, You have. I have. Yeah. And there are strip clubs in random small towns. I've never been inside them. But I wonder, do they recruit Eastern European immigrants? I mean, it'd, it'd probably be easy for both parties. Yeah, I would assume. I mean, maybe she wasn't fake, dude. Maybe you're just being racist. <laughs> Is it? Ra- <laughs> I guess that's a form of racism. You're just doubting someone's accent. <laughs> what about you, my man? Have you? Uh, do you remember your first time in a strip club? If so, you want to share with the class? I don't. I don't remember like details. Uh, so, like, I'm a suburbs. Like, I, I grew up in like the western suburbs. Um, and the the club out there was a, a spot called Diamonds. That was where all the the kids would go. Um, like the St. Charles, Warrenville, Wheaton, Glen Allen area. And like, I mean, it was like, it was a classy joint, dude. Like they had, like, it was pretty, no, no, like upper Michigan fucking, you know, middle of the week workers there. It was like some, some all-stars for sure. But yeah, I was like, God, I couldn't have been like a few days over 18. Just, and I've been there. I, I went a few times, like until I turned like 20. I never, I was never a strip club guy, dude. Like, I just didn't get it. Like, it was, it was cool to go and like see girls when you were like a kid, but it's just like now, it's just like a, I feel like it's a waste of money. But uh, yeah, I just, I don't, I don't remember specifics, man. I'm sorry. It was like, I remember being really nice and smelling really good. And like, oh, nice. I mean, it was nice. It they smell had, okay. They did a good job. They did a good job. Um, you know, I didn't eat anything there, thank God. Uh, but no, it was like, it was cool. It was very. Uh, it was very classy for for what it was. I think it was it was very classy. Yeah, my most memor I can tell you about my most memorable strip club uh, experience though. Um, Pray tell. This is, this is not a story that I tell many people. So when I was nineteen, uh, my dad took me on his his annual trip to Mexico for the first time, and we went we went to Cabo San Lucas, uh, and this was God. This was fucking. It was almost 20 years ago. It's disgusting to say that. I feel so old. But like uh, and we so we went to the little strip where like all the all the bars are on this one strip in Cabo San Lucas. And like I didn't know what the my dad like gave me and my buddy Tyler like 500 bucks each in cash. And we're just like, go party. 
And so we were like, your dad right, sounds cool. awesome. My dad rips, dude. He's the Phil Webb rips. So like we're we're running around at like, you know, 2 a.m. in this, you know, foreign country with no sense of what's going on. And there's like hookers in the street, like this one chick we like we were and we were wasted. We found this one chick and she was like, I'll do both of you for 300 bucks. And I was like trying to be the good guy. I was like, no, 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 we can't do that. Tyler was like, please, dog. So I was like, no, no, no. So I drag her. I drag him away from the hooker. And there's this little dude. So you remember like Odd Job from James Bond, like the short guy with the suit on the top. Oh, of course. Because you I mean, weren't you play, allowed you to play, be him. Yeah, you play Goldeneye. You know, you know, the if you play Goldeneye, oh, you couldn't be Odd Job. You're an ass. It's not fair. Right. So. I this 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 odd job looking dude is like standing on the like the edge of the street where like all the clubs are. So it's like starts to get dark and like neighborhoody a little bit. And he's like beckoning us over. He's like, come on, come here, come here. I got, you know, you guys want to have some fun. And Tyler's just so like down to do whatever. He's just like, James, come on, bro. So I we go over there and it's the stupidest thing I ever fucking did. And we follow this guy into like he opens a door to this like apartment building. We go up three or four flights of stairs and, and a door opens to what I thought was going to be where we would get murdered in someone's house. But it was a fully operational strip club, like in the most inconspicuous looking place, like it, it, in like a thousand square, like 2000 square foot, like 20 foot ceiling, like lights, the whole thing, whatever. Like you thought you were transported into diamonds. It was basically diamonds in like, on like the fourth, <laughs> the fourth floor of the Spartan building. And but it was like empty and it was Saturday night, totally empty, except for like three girls dancing. Um, it was really kind of sad. And then two girls just immediately like walked over to us, dragged us to the champagne room and started dancing. Tyler got full service or close to full service. I was like, no, thank you. I don't know what's going to come back with me. Um, Ten minutes later, we left. Can't believe we didn't die. Um, some more shit happened that night uh, that I won't go into, but, uh, but that was my most memorable strip club experience was almost for sure, for sure. Another universe I was murdered in that building. Uh, but it was cool. It was fun. I'm alive. So no dude, that's, that's part of it, man. The whole stories thing. And you mentioned previously, you're like, oh yeah. When you're young, strip clubs are fun. When you get older, they're a waste of money. Yeah. No, they're, they're always a waste of money. Oh Yeah. <laughs> I won't, and, I won't I disagree I hard disagree if you're, well, if you're I mean come on if you're like 18 and you're like you're getting out in the world you're like learning about how you know shit works or whatever go to a fucking go to a strip club and like see like how seedy it gets or how fun it gets like there's like you can learn a lot excuse me when you're like 18 between like 18 and 21 by going to strip clubs if after 21 if you're going to strip clubs you're an absolute fucking scumbag and you like don't talk to me but before that dude like get out there experience some fun i don't regret going when i did but i definitely stopped going after i turned 21 you know okay i'll get behind that 18 to 21 is your strip club prime sweet spot. Yeah. Because you don't have any bills, right? You're young. It's kind of like a fun thing to do. You, it's, you're paying for the experience more than yes. anything. Yeah. Um, you show up with sweatpants on, <laughs> right? You got, you know, light gray. Let that little drippage show. <laughs> don't, do, don't be those guys. Okay, guys. But I'll say this. I'll say this. If any women are listening, mm. you need to know the strip club is like, yeah, if you go to one in Mexico, some shit will go down like James just said. Yeah. 95% of strip clubs on the planet, though, the dude sits there, hands at his side, can't touch the stripper at all. Because yep. if he even grazes her side boob, there's some dude who's like 6'4", 
who's been dying to punch someone in the back of the head all night long. Yeah. Yeah. No, right? Definitely not like that in Mexico. It was please touch me, please. And I was I was very was very kind. I was like, no, thank you. I let so but yeah, if you do that shit here, you're done. Don't no touch it. Waste of money. If you're going there to do stuff, like don't Well, I mean, yeah, you gotta just you're basically paying for the experience. But Pornhub's free. So, you know. Pornhub's free. Yeah, I don't know. I just, I don't know why that popped in my head again. I saw North. It's like this whole <laughs> yeah. degrees of separation. I'm like Northern Illinois. Oh yeah, I remember one time I went to see Northern Illinois versus uh, University of Michigan at the Big House. That was fun. And then I'm like, oh, the strip club. And what was crazy was my cousin's cousin. He uh, at the time was a heavy drinker. We were supposed to find my cousin, uh, you know, strippers because he was the bachelor. Sure. So you always find the bachelor, like the main strippers. And then what they do is they humiliate the guy. Right. They'll put him up on stage and then they'll like smack him around and they'll be asshole. And it's not like fun. Again, there's so little sexuality goes. I mean, they're naked. So that part's cool. Yeah. But again, like I told you, you don't, it's just a big tease and it's, it's more annoying than it is anything at some points. Yeah. But uh, he was supposed to find us like uh, strippers. And he's sure. like, I gotcha. And then we didn't, he, he just disappeared. And then out of nowhere, there was a conga line of strippers came out from behind like the stage and he was in the goddamn middle of it. Oh, and we're like, dude. holy shit, look at this motherfucker. <laughs> He's cool as hell. And we're all like, I won't say his actual name. So for the sake of it, Dennis. You got sure. Dennis Rodman card right next to me. We're like, yo, Dennis, Dennis. <laughs> and then he sees us and he's like, holy shit, what the fuck are you guys doing here? Yeah. And we're like, we drove you. Are you insane? <laughs> what is happening right now? Um, and then we saw him again three hours later at a, at a 24-hour like Walmart. They were trying to get food at it like four in the morning. And he didn't know how he even got there it was what crazy i think i found out three days later that um it was like almost six thousand dollars he spent in a strip club <laughs> yo dude holy it's crazy shit. what a legend bro oh my god my man eddie cologne wanted to chime in here in the chat saying that his first experience is still talked about and i said pray tell tell us eddie he said a stripper sucked up a dollar bill and dropped some change wow <laughs> wow James Bailey says, happy 200. Thank you, James Bailey, my guy. What's up, James? James? All right. All right. Enough of the silliness of the strip club. Uh, James Webb, as uh, a lot of you know, you longtime listeners, uh, started a great podcast studio in Chicago called Put Him Over Productions. At yes. um, Yeah. And then it was called. Uh, I'm sorry, People. People of Comedy was the network. People uh, of Comedy Pop was the Studios network. was the building. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and you were one of the first people to believe in that project, and I will never stop thanking you for that. Um, oh no, man! I, I, a lot of the gratitude's on my end towards you. It was a great home; I loved it. And then basically, the pandemic happened, and life had to adjust. My wife, being a nurse on the COVID floor in particular, made it so that I was really grounded at home. We couldn't risk anything because if I would have gotten COVID, she would have had to take off work to take care of our kids, and then no money's coming in. <laughs> no. Um, so it was a whole thing. Yeah. Anyway, um. Uh, so yeah, I miss going to your place all the time. Cause it was always a fun hang. Yeah. One of those things where it's like, all right, we're going to podcast from nine to 10. And then we'd shit and bull sit and bullshit for like another 45 minutes yeah, to an be, hour. It'd be like three hours later and we'd be done. It was I fun know. though, your, man. Your poor fun. wife <laughs> yeah, must've been like, are these motherfuckers going to leave? <laughs> yeah. She put up with a lot. That's for sure. Tell the people what you're working on these days. Oh man. Uh, you know, I've, I've kind of pivoted away. Well, the studio, uh, rest in peace. We had to move, um, so we kind of we had to take that apart. Um, it was it was located in where I lived, so we you know we rented, so we had to take it apart. 
And kind of for a little bit, actually, I was looking at a move to New York. Um, and, uh, you know, there's some stuff out there for me. There still is, um, but it just didn't work out. So we're, we're still here. But uh, since the studio kind of died down and, and all that, I've pivoted into filming like live specials more and more. I mean, you, you're kind of one of the first people uh, who, who brought me on to film specials in the first place. We, we did, I think I did your second one. Uh, yeah, you did my second know. one. I uh, can't, can't complain, complain. Yeah, which was awesome. Um, I, it was true, dude. We I I tell this story to everybody too. Like this was back when so the Andrew Schultz days when like Schultzy was like kind of really just started taking off and like he changed the model for like how comedy was supposed to be done for independent people. And you were you were a huge proponent of that. And thank God you were because it we you kind of adopted his model. And grew your YouTube channel from, I think it was 150 subscribers to 10,000 subscribers off of that one special. Um, and, and yeah, it was it was tremendous. Yeah, no, definitely. Uh, Schultz, I remember we filmed it in like early February of 2019. And I didn't, I had heard of him because I did a show with him in LA. Sure. We were on like the same lineup together when he was visiting LA. He's a New York guy. And I remember being like, oh, yeah, good set, you know, just saying hi, pleasantries, you know, but didn't really talk to him much. And then um, we filmed the hour, didn't really know what to do with it yet. And because it had been a good four or five years between that one and my first one. Yeah. You know, a lot happened in between. You know, I got married, had a kid and all that kind of stuff. So yeah. um, and then I was like, all right, what do we do with it? All this kind of shit we're talking around. And I had the one idea from seeing this Nipsey Hustle who had just died. I was watching a couple of his clips and he was talking to that yeah. one uh gary vaynerchuk guy and they were talking about like what soundcloud rappers do and i'm like oh that's interesting i wonder if i could do a comedy and then uh chris bader who's a good dude told me about andrew schultz being on um happy someone's birthday podcast. chris bader by the way happy oh, birthday. Yeah, happy birthday happy birthday bader love that yeah. dude and uh yeah so he said schultz was on someone's podcast you should really watch the interview i watched it and the way he broke it down by saying like you know making comedy digestible and putting in clip form and all that stuff i'm like oh this dude's fucking 100 right yeah. and then we just followed that model and it did, yeah, it really went up. And I think even the 150 I was at was because I was telling people, hey, two weeks from today, I'm going to release it on YouTube. Yeah. So, so that was mostly like Facebook and Twitter friends following me. Yeah. And then the rest of it was just strangers. And it was crazy how it was very organic. It was very extremely organic. organic. Yeah. Which was nice to see. And then when we released the second one a year later, it did well, but the algorithm changed where they wanted you to do full specials instead of just clips. And yeah. it was also the pandemic. A lot of people don't realize this. I read several articles about it, though. Uh, YouTube views, podcast listens, and, you know, some other random thing were all down during the pandemic. And I've said this to people, and they all look at me like, that's crazy because everyone was at home. And I go, exactly. People weren't going to the gym to work out. A lot yep. of people listen to podcasts at the gym on the treadmill. Yeah. People listen to podcasts on their ride to work or they watch YouTube on the ride to work. Yeah. They, you know what I mean? So all the stuff that you would do to distract yourself when you're out in the world, you were at home. I know I wasn't watching YouTube and listening to podcasts when I was at home. I was yeah. watching HBO Go and Netflix and stuff like yeah. that, like because you had more time to do that kind of shit. Um, so it was interesting to see. And uh, I told me McMullen do that one. I wanted to have different looks on each one of them. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, but I'm going back to James for this one, October 1st, <laughs> New York city at do, the gutter. <laughs> well, you know, it's, it's one of those things where you go back to, uh, look, I, I loved working with you. I love working with Toby. I love, Toby I've been very rules. fortunate that everyone I've worked with has been really goddamn cool. 
Um, but I really, honestly, this isn't just kissing your ass. I really think that uh, you're around comedy so much that I think you just have a really good eye for it. Thanks. Like for someone who's not a comedian, you know when to when the joke needs to be stopped. Like, cause I've seen some specials where I'm like, why the fuck did they make a cut there? Sure. Who the fuck directed this? You know? Sure. Well, I mean, and I've made all those mistakes too, you know, it's, that's just part of growing. Um, but who's some but, of the yeah. people you've uh, done specials for? I know the names. I just want you to. There's name drop. <laughs> God, I hate this. You know, I hate this. Uh, all right. I'll name them. No, I'll, it's fine. I'm going um, from worst to best. <laughs> worst to best. So Joe Kilgallen, number two. Terrible. Uh, no, no, no. Um, yeah, I, uh, let's see. I just, uh, so Ken Gar, former Chicago comic, now LA comic. We, we just filmed him earlier this year at Joe's Bar. And that's a significant one, too. So, like, a little behind the curtains inside baseball stuff. When you record a special, generally what you want to do is do at least two shows so you can get, if there's a mistake in one of the shows, you can have coverage for the, from the other show to kind of make it seamless and flow well. Um, Ken Gar is a maniac and did one show at Joe's on weed with 350 fucking people. Wow. Um, nailed it. Absolutely fucking destroyed the one take. Um, and so that's, that's on YouTube, by the way, please Ken G A R R check, check that out. Um, so that was, that was something we did this year. I oh, got, I, there's, there's like, there's a couple specials I haven't even been able to finish yet that I've done. Uh, Kenny DeForest, former Chicago comedian, um, New York guy. Comedy Central. He's been on Late Night with Seth Meyers. He's, He's a great guy. Everywhere, dude. Um, and all around phenomenal person, by the way. Um, great, great blow up mattress. If, if you're in uh, Fort Greene, Brooklyn. Um, he uh, he did one at CYSK in Brooklyn, and uh, we that that one is special to me because he. He's a he's a really cool like he came up with the entire uh, intro outro sequence and it's very complicated but but simple at the same time and it, I don't want to give it away but uh, it's it it's it flows the intro flows into the special and then flows back into the outro in in a very cinematic way um, and the special itself. It's filmed at CYSK Brooklyn, so if you know what that if you don't know what it looks like, it's a brick wall with the CYSK logo behind it. We completely redid the room for it. It doesn't. It looks like it was filmed in like a fucking like a, a trip heads fever dream. It but like in the coolest possible way. So that one, I'm actually going to start editing next. Um, so Kenny DeForest, Pat Tomasulo, if you're a Chicago guy, WGN sportscaster for them for the last decade and, and, and some change. Uh, we filmed that at Zany's Rosemont. We totally redid that room, um, and you know. Thank, thank God for Pat Tomasulo. He he really gave me a lot of uh, a lot of love this last year. He started. You a podcast. produce his podcast. Yeah, um, the Pat unfortunately, Tomasulo podcast, right? Yeah, that one ended. Um, yeah, James Bailey. Wait, he's knows. done doing it. Yeah, we we stopped. So like we kind of like when when this all all this New York shit. And I feel terrible. Like when I thought I was gonna move and like all this stuff was happening. Um, and we'll get into that in a little bit, I guess. Okay. Uh, but like I'm sorry, Pat, I just didn't know that. So I didn't yeah, yeah, forget no. like, you're doing a professional podcast. You can't just stop to be like, oh, what do you say next? Like you gotta it's gotta be yeah. a show. No, yeah. So uh so yeah, we 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 stopped because like um he I I thought I was moving and like it just you know, we we kind we did a lot with that show. Um, but Pat really kind of wanted to focus more of his time on stand-up. And he runs a, a great foundation called Laugh Your Face Off, which helps trigeminal neuralgia, which is a facial pain disorder um, that his wife has. Uh, and 
So there was like there was there really wasn't enough time to kind of focus on that. Um, but his special is great, and uh, and we did that at Zany's Rosemont this year. And then there's another one that's about to come out uh, that I just I just finished uh, the second to last draft of. Uh, if you're a comedy fan, you've probably heard his name. Uh, you've seen him on, he was just did David Letterman at the Netflix is a joke festival. Uh, Sam Marill, uh, is, uh, hired me on to direct, uh, and produce his, his latest special that we filmed at the den in Chicago. He picked Chicago to do it cause he knows Chicago is a great comedy town. Uh, and that one, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty happy with it. Uh, there's some stuff attached to that too that I can't talk about just yet. I'm gonna let him break that news, but uh, that's I'm, I'm very I'm very excited for what what that's what that's gonna be doing. So as you should be, Sam. I'm sure most people listening know if you're a comedy fan at all. Sam's probably one of the best comedians. I, I definitely think I have him in my top five. Not that I'm constantly ranking and updating my rank sure. list or whatever, but he's a dude who's just so consistent. Yeah. Um. Yeah. really just solid joke writer constantly coming up with new stuff too i feel like he is just 100 percent eats drinks and breathes stand-up comedy which you really gotta admire you know oh, um, yeah. he's got a great podcaster too probably i think everyone's got a podcaster too i'm yeah. pretty sure him and mark norman started a whiskey or something the uh, bodega cat came out two days ago it's great Everyone go buy a bottle. I think it's 40 bucks for a handle. It's not expensive and it's really good whiskey. So definitely. I'm check it still out. going to start a beer. You should, dude. What? I'm, I'm, it's been in the works in my brain for a couple of years now. Um, what are you going to call it? I don't have a name yet, okay. but I do have a brewery I like a lot. Um, okay. But people just be on the lookout. But I'm mad. I'm not mad. I'm happy for them. Good for them. But when it came out, <laughs> I remember being like, when I release my beer one day, are people going to be like, you know, I, I look, they got a way bigger fan base than me, the two of them together. So it's smart for them <laughs> yeah. to collaborate. So in my brain, I'm like, once I get up to that certain level, yeah, I think to myself, once I get up to 100,000 followers on some platform, sure. that's when I could start to do little shit like yeah, that. Man. You know? Yeah. 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 Halfway there on one of them. But yeah, man, dude, that's great, dude. I'm glad these, I, I'm glad comedians nationally are seeing what Chicago comedians saw. Uh, with you and everything you did and um yeah dude that's fucking crazy dude that's uh thanks buddy yeah a lot a lot of this you know it, 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 and i'm i'm not moving like we 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 yeah, you're gonna new move york. to new york but you were always gonna be like here half the time in new york half the time so nobody yeah. really was gonna be like and here look I, i'm cutting you off a little bit but i want to because james webb has notorious for being chicago comedians you don't have to move to a coast you don't have to move to New York. You don't have to move to LA. If everyone just stays here, it'll force the industry here. We're fucking Chicago. None, none of this feeder city bullshit. And I always respect and admire that. Granted, I remember being like, all right, cool. I'm moving to LA next year. Like, yeah, you that fucking dick. Um, yeah. yeah, I remember you made a big post that came up in one of my uh, Facebook <laughs> yes, memories not that long ago where it's like, don't leave your dick or something like yeah. that. I can't remember what you wrote. It was um, your headlining show. It's stand up, stand up, your goodbye show. It was like, it's, it was it's like, don't leave shithead show. or something. Yeah. Yeah, yep. don't leave shithead or something. I, I don't know. That. It was really funny. Yeah. Uh, and then I came back. No, but look, you, but you are right more <laughs> than ever is that whatever you want to do, um, comedy-wise or, or pretty much any art form these days, yeah. obviously there's exceptions, you could really do it from anywhere. Anywhere. Um, I'm in Madison, internet. Wisconsin right now, and like the shit they're doing here, I'm filming special here tomorrow, not to cut you off, but we're 
you know, we're doing we're doing cool shit here. Comedy on state. I'm sitting in one of the coolest looking fucking green rooms. I wish I could spin my computer around. Without, I'm plugging a bunch of shit. But like the, they know how to do comedy up here that, you know, it, you can you can the accessibility to like the technology that the Hollywoods or whoever have had for the last hundred years is is now available to us. Like we can do. I filmed Sam on. Oh, man, I almost said it. I filmed Sam on gear that was not uh, like acceptable on the platform it's going to live on uh, until I campaigned to them to be like, hey, let us just do it this way. And they were like, all right, let's let's see it. And we did it. So like you can you can do shit yourself anywhere now. Like I'm, I'm glad you. You brought up the thing that I told everybody because it's coming true, motherfuckers. Like you really don't have to leave anywhere to do what you want to do. So, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. At the end of the day, it depends on what you want to do, you know. And sure. not to make this too comedy specific, but other people out there, if you're trying to do certain shit, um, like if you want to be in a Marvel movie, yeah, you got to move to fucking Los Angeles. But like, if you want to do comedy special, if you want to film a series, if you want to do like, if you wrote a, like a, a, a series or like a sketch or something, I know a couple of people in the Chicago comedy scene right now who are there's a very very talented director out there. Stephen Haas is out there right now filming a feature in Chicago with, and it's gonna be amazing. I guarantee it's gonna be amazing. You you uh, if you go ahead. Stephen Haas is great. I love all the sketch work he does. Yeah, he's um, incredible. He's a very so, funny stand-up so. too. But yeah, the yeah. videos he puts up on TikTok and Instagram Reels are fucking phenomenal. Um, it's one of those things, though, dude. If you just <coughs> excuse me, uh, I'm also drinking Red Breast whiskey. Everybody, shout out to my guy Jonah Jerkins who bought me this bottle of uh, Rus- Red Breast single pot still Irish whiskey, aged 12 years, uh, product of Ireland don't know where in ireland but it's fucking damn good anyhow um so i coughed on the whiskey there for a little bit it's uh it's one of those things where uh if you build up a fan base you could really do whatever the fuck you want you mentioned like oh yeah i meant to live in la to be in a marvel movie but yeah like obviously kumail who's in marvel movies now a stand-up comedian you know he was in the eternals uh i have a happy meal toy of him the guy's a fucking happy meal toy i used to see him when I started, he was still oh, doing great. shitty open mics. I mean, he's yeah. much older than me, but and started, you know, when like my first year of Chicago stand up, he was like his last year. So yeah. I got fortunate enough where him and a couple of the older comics, whatever, took a little bit of a liking to me and gave me great advice to the point where I think early on people thought I was a veteran for way longer. Yeah. I remember being like at parties and someone being like, How old are you? And I'm like, like 23. And they're like, 23. Jesus, I thought you were 28. And I'm like, do I look 28? Like, no, nah, you just got maturity. <laughs> and then I let that go to my head and I didn't yeah. grow at all as an, as a comedian. I just kind of <laughs> stayed still, but um, I mean, fuck all that shit. But like, look, he became a, a you know, famous comedian essentially. Name, and then through that, yeah. the acting opportunities came. Yeah. He was living in LA, but if you had the fan base now, now you will get the opportunities. They'll come knocking. Yeah. Um, so if there are any comedians listening, that's something to think about or do whatever the fuck you want to do. Who the fuck are we to tell you? Um, <laughs> shit like that. What do we know? Well, we know. Fucking know. Um, James Webb, dude. Um, so you're a big fan of Dan Cook. What is it like having your hero get dragged Dan on Cook. Twitter? I mean, clearly, dude, look, you're dressed like Dan Cook now. Oh, Where's God. your wristbands? I'm, I'm dressed like a 50-year-old? Oh, my God. Uh, yeah, no, he's cool. He's a cool guy who you know has sex with people who are half his age. That's fun. Um, Look, I'll say this. I met Dan Cook a few times in L.A. 
I I'm sure he's real nice. No, yeah. he was. He was super fucking cool, super nice. Uh -huh. I got nothing to knock him for. I just sure. thought it was funny that it was trending all over the place. And and here's the thing. <laughs> I'm not sticking up for I'm not saying look though. If you're look, he's she's 23. I don't know when the fuck they dated, but it does make me well, laugh when how soon people get. The, well, when the article says his longtime love it, uh, and is finally get and she's 23 how long is a long time dude that's kind of you might want to get a little bit obsessed with that especially if you're like a cop or something i don't know long that's time pretty bad. That's, that's a bad, bad. look yeah if but look in hollywood two years is a long time yeah okay no it that's... really is you ever see interviews with celebrities i saw sure. an interview with kurt cobain once in 1993 and he was like oh that was a long time ago and i'm watching it go no it was two years ago it's not a long time ago. True, that album yeah. came out two years ago, and you're acting yeah. like it was decades ago. <laughs> I mean, Pete and and, uh, and and Kim only lasted nine months, and that felt like years. So it did yeah. because fucking society talked about them so goddamn Every much. Day. Every Pete day. Davidson will be fine. Everyone, he'll bounce back. That, mean, that, did people think know, they were going to get married. I thought they would. Really, I, I didn't think they, they would. They seemed great together. I was very invested in this, by the way. It was it was fun to watch. Uh, Dude, I bet he. I don't know who broke up with who, but I guarantee you, he was over her after two months or a month. He had all the sex he could. He was like, "This girl's got a great ass. She's yeah. fun in the sack." But this circus is getting boring. But he only wanted to keep it going to fuck with Kanye. I, dude, he fucking he's in trauma therapy because of Kanye. I think he wanted to get out because he wanted to survive because this fucking lunatic. Kanye is a lunatic, dude. No, out Kanye is a lunatic. But he's genius, but he's out of his fucking mind, dude. Well, most geniuses are out of their fucking mind. That's a sad truth, right? Yeah, but most geniuses don't make music videos of claymation versions of the guy dating their ex-wife getting killed and then, you know, fucking burying him alive in the desert. Like, that's... That's a little much. I well, think. most people don't have the budget for that kind of That's video, very man. <laughs> you got the budget for that kind That's of revenge, dude. Point. Oh, man. That's a good point. Yeah. Fair enough. But yeah, no. Fucking, I thought they would last forever, dude. It was love. It was meant to be. I guess not, though. You know. Well, well look. Pete Davidson's been pretty open about his mental health problems. Yeah. So maybe, yeah, maybe he really did need to see some trauma therapy because Kanye was getting to his head a little bit. I still, yeah. I always root for the comedian. So me rooting for Pete, I'm really hoping he was just thinking, yo, listen, Kanye, um, I got bored of that puss six months ago, <laughs> but I'm going to keep banging it just to piss you off. Hey, you know man. what I mean? And I don't yeah. think, and look, from the rumors I've heard about Pete Davidson, oh, yeah. Kanye may be a genius, but he's not measuring up to Pete. Yeah. Yeah, Pete's Pete's swinging that Davidson around, dude. He's fucking he's got it going on. And this should tell people that mental health issues are real and it's not in your head because Pete Davidson is the reason the phrase big dick energy exists. Yeah, it was coined yep. off of the shit with him and that uh, short, cute girl who pretends she's Hispanic, but she's not. Yeah, Ariana Ariana Grande. Grande, yeah. Right. She kind of coined that after him. Imagine waking up every morning and knowing I'm the reason the phrase big dick energy is pretty thing. cool. It's pretty cool. And then you know, a year later, cool. and then a year later, you get to date Kim Kardashian because. Of yeah, that, so. but you're cool. still sad and you're still battling depression. So that's to tell people yeah. depression is real, because if that doesn't cure your sadness, then obviously it's not a made up thing for those of you, for the people who still kind of doubt mental health shit. Yeah. Some people Especially just say, ah, puffing up. Especially dudes. Who's that fighter that 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 Irish that Irish kid? 
who gave that big long speech after his UFC bout. He's uh, actually English, Paddy the Batty. Oh, is he but English? Okay. Maybe his relatives are from Ireland. I don't know, but he's born in England. He had he had some kind of twang in there, but like he, you know, he that was a. I've watched that speech over and over. You know, I suffer from mental health stuff. I think we all do. Um, yeah, and it's you know it's important, and I, I'm glad Pete's getting help. He needs to get help because no, Kanye's not going to shut up. So. Well, Kanye He's, needs to get help too, man, because it's one of those things where his legacy should have been, dude. That's why I, I, this is such a harsh thing to say, and I don't uh, say it lightly. And I'm of course not being really serious, but every now and then you think of a celebrity and you go, man, I wonder if they would have died a little while ago how we would have viewed them. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh, no. Like. It's that old thing in the dark night, like live long enough to see yourself become the villain. The villain, yeah. 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 I mean, Kanye's definitely become the villain. I'll tell you that. Well, yeah. I mean, look, he's still a genius, but the, the genius is like Donda sucked. I thought, I mean, there's some good Donda tracks. Was great. You thought it was Donda, great? Donda was great. Great. Oh, man, yeah, dude. Great. Capital G, dude. I love Donda. Down was so good. I thought it was one of his worst albums. Not a skippable track on that. If you listen to it in its entirety, it's so good. I loved it. It's no, it's not college dropout, but it's like, well, of course not. Nothing yeah. is college dropout, but Donda was great. I loved it, and it's. It I'm have also, to give it another listen because I just don't get it. What was the What was the one before that? Like, like the 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 gospel one. That one was not good, but Donda was good. What was the one before that? Life of Pablo or something? Life of Pablo was okay. That was okay. Father, Father, stretch your hands was great, but like on on Life of Pablo. But anyway, we could talk about Kanye for hours. But he no, sucks. He, he's Fuck him. Um, he's interesting. But his, did you see the doc? Did you watch Kanye doc? No, dude, I'm Kanye out. That's there's certain things I'll watch eventually, but I need to I like I need shit to die down. I sure. can't consume ev- the thing that everyone's consuming because then halfway into it, I'll be like, fuck this guy. I'm so sick of hearing about him. You know. I mean, it's well. You should watch it though. It's a if you you're a guy who likes to consume like the data. You like to see why like the rise of people and why things work the way they are. You're very you're uh, you're uh, what's the word um, informationally inclined, I guess, because I can't think of the actual word. But like you you like to you like to break things down. There's a, there's so much information in the Kanye doc just about like how and it's a it's a rise to success from you know everyone told him he was nothing and he'd never be good enough and blah 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 and now he's the craziest person in the world with billions of dollars but like it's it's definitely worth a watch for sure when you get some time so. no i'm thinking i'll give it a watch i'm still look i'm still a kanye fan yeah. per se right like i'll never not like kanye yeah. you know i used to have a fantasy about doing a show at the chicago theater and having Kanye play Homecoming to fucking bring me out. That would be so sick. <laughs> so, like, I still like Kanye. Yeah. I worry about Kanye. And I think sometimes it's like, all right, you got to, like, you just don't know with him how much of it's a, of a, it's an act or not. And maybe that's part of the genius. Maybe part of him, he might be so um, next level with his thinking where he's like, none of this shit's real. We live in a weird society where yeah. everyone puts out versions of themselves on the internet like how many people do we know that like their instagram you think they're living the greatest life in the world and then you see them in person you're like this person is barely hanging on and i'm worried about them you know so he might think all right i'll keep the real me for me and for the people i love yeah and the rest of this shit i'll just project like almost like a pro wrestler you know you meet yeah you know 
K-Fib Kanye. <laughs> yeah, we have we're friends with a really great pro wrestler. Yeah, he doesn't introduce himself as his wrestler name. No. Yeah. Although I had I used to have a joke about that, which I never really did a lot. Um, I met Skrillex, that fucking DJ dude that was big like ten years yeah. ago. Yeah, I met him through Hannibal. Hannibal was doing the Red Bull Holiday Party, and um, in L.A. And I knew he was in town, so I just shot him a text, being like, "Yo, I see you're in town. What are you up to tonight?" And he's like, oh, "I'm doing this party. Come on out." You know, they got free drinks and shit. I'm like, "Oh, fuck yeah!" So yeah, he put me on his list. And then we're in the green room, having some drinks, great spread of food. And then this dude walks in this like side door, and I knew I kind of recognized him. He was like right next to me, so he was like, "Hey, how you doing? I'm Sunny." And I'm like, "Oh, I'm John. Nice to meet you, man." And then he walked away, and I said to Hannibal, I'm like, who's that guy? And he's like, dude, it's Skrillex. Like, <laughs> he looked at me like, how do you not know that it's Skrillex? Because it's like 2006, 15 or 2016. Right. Skrillex yeah. was kind of a big deal still. Yeah. And I was like, oh, well, he said his name is Sonny. And Hannibal's like, well, yeah, he's not going to walk around yeah. behind Skrillex. That's his name. Yeah. And I'm thinking, well, he fucking should. You know, if I met Hulk Hogan and he was like, hi, I'm Terry, I'd be like, fuck you, you're Hulk Hogan. No guy named Terry been my childhood awesome. Guys named Terry do my taxes. They don't run wild. Right. <laughs> like, I was very annoyed by Skrillex. And it made me think, if you're a certain name, you know, if you met Madonna and she said her, well, I don't know what the fuck her real name is, Nancy or some bullshit. Yeah. You'd be like, dude. <laughs> so Same with Lady Gaga. Dance. Yeah. You introduce yourself as Gaga or Lady. Lady? Yeah. What do you do with that? No, I no. Know. I disagree. Hard disagree. So you think Kanye is Kanye or is he putting on a front? Well, when Kanye, so whenever yeah. Kanye posts anything now i'm always immediately thinking he's about to release an album because like he's he's like every whenever there was like the whole skeet davidson thing when that first started happening he was building up to donda and the doc coming out on netflix the second those things came out a week went by and then kanye stopped talking and then it was just like okay i guess he's gone and yeah pete and kim broke up so, like, yeah, he's going to say something, I guess. But, like, if he keeps saying stuff over the next, like, week, he's, uh, I guarantee you in the next, like, month or month and a half, he's going to drop an album. So, he's, it, 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 and it is, that's part of his genius or whatever. I hate sucking his dick now because it's just, like, he's, he's, like, it's malicious marketing, dude. It's, like, so mean and horrible, but it works. And that's the worst part, isn't it? It fucking works. We all want to look. We can't say. It's like watching a constant NASCAR pileup. Just like looking at Kanye's <laughs> timeline. Just like, who's going to crash now? Oh, this guy's on fire. Oh, and then it just goes away. And the tire goes into the crowd. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's, it's in the sta- people. The stands are dying. It's crazy. And then nothing for like a year. And then oh. Here comes Dale Earnhardt Jr. Always spinning out. What's going to And then it's just all over again. So if a month goes by and nothing else happens, then 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 he's not doing anything. But I guarantee you the next, he'll find something to bitch about in the next six Has months. Has he responded to the Pete Davidson breakup yet? Yeah, he posted a fucking like a, a fake New York Times newspaper front page that said Skeet like r.i.p skeet or skeet davidson is dead or something like that on his it's the only thing on his instagram right now Hold on, let me let me look it up it's fucking, i just don't think kanye's in any position mind. to be like i won like she broke well, up with you therefore i won like how does kanye think that pete davidson I, could just be like dude and he already he already deleted it it's already gone he are it's it was up for two days and now it's gone 
he's well, he's one of those people that's like he. I. It, it's clear that he wants Kim back, but then he posts something stupid, and one of his buddies must be like, "Dude, she's not gonna take you back. You keep posting that stupid shit." Yeah. Or maybe he was posting stupid shit to get attention so that people would watch the doc and buy Donda. And well, that's, that's why. That's stupid. Remember that fucking. That fucking little thing that he made, the little the 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 audio stem player that he had. Did you did, were you aware of that? No. Like right when right when the doc came out, there was this, it looked like a fucking like a Google Home Mini or something. It was like a little circle, and like you could it had like four little lines on it, and you could turn. It was kind of cool. You could turn up the, or down each individual piece of the track. So like the the synths or the vocals or the drum beat, and you could like mix your own track on it. But it was like $300 and it only played, like it didn't work for MP3. So it was like this big proprietary thing. But he, every, like right in the middle of all that, he would just like post, by the way, I'm coming out with this thing, like you better buy it. And then he would keep making fun of Pete. So like, it's it's all, it's it's almost too obvious now. We're like, hopefully enough people will be like, all right, fuck off, dude. Like we're not even gonna listen to you because we know you're just trying to sell shit. Well, you know? dude, how do we do that? How do we sell some shit like this? I have a theory. Fight I think some comedians smart to it. Just That's, beef online. Yeah, be, fight with your wife online, and then people will pay attention to you. And then in the middle My of wife's your, not online though, your wife fights. <laughs> we'll make make up a fake online wife, and then fight with her. And then in between the fights, be like, by the way, my new special's coming out. So let's you know, buy that. There you but go. Fuck this bitch. That. So that's why it I always works. thought Kanye and Trump were such good friends because they like both have that marketing brain. You know what I mean? Yeah. People can say what they want about Trump, but he definitely knows how to sell shit. He knows how to He's, market himself. That's weren't what, they pals even, when he was president? Like they hung out that? when they, they, they did hung hang out when he was president. They did. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, that was the thing too about Trump is that everyone was like, um, what the fuck was it? They were saying all the New York finance people, like all the people really on Wall Street thought he Trump was a joke. They, they know he was, was a fake rich guy. They go, he's not worth anywhere near what he says. Yeah. We know all this stuff. But the thing they that businesses kept doing business with him, businesses, I meant banks kept doing business with him yeah. is because he knew his name meant something. Right. That it's still like he had the brand, dude. Yeah, it was a brand. You make and that's sadly what politics are. Look yeah. at the last couple elections. I mean, the twenty sixteen election. Trump's been a brand name since the 80s and Hillary had been a brand name since the early 90s. Yeah. And then Biden was just next in line this time around. It's almost impossible for an unknown person to gain a lot of traction um, without a lot of money behind them or making a lot of noise ahead of time. I think that's where we're at going forward. That's why when people say, oh, maybe The Rock should run, they're fucking serious. Then that's yeah, not even are. a hint of a joke. It's like, for real, The Rock should run. And then people, any other person who gets a little, like Elon Musk should run, or this guy should run. Everyone always thinks that whoever is someone of a name that's a little successful, they should put them on a ballot. And it's like, look, you got to have more to it than just name recognition. But back to going... Back if we could talk about promoting comedy shit. Yeah. We talked about Andrew Schultz earlier. I yeah. want to get your thoughts on this. Okay. Maybe you're in the know. Yeah. Um, we both said we respected how he started his shit. Yes. I, yeah. Said that. I'll say this, though. I think that shit he did a few weeks ago saying, I was going to release my special on a major platform, but the platform asked me to change some jokes, and I said, fucking never. I think that's completely made up. I think he said that to get a lot of people to be like, oh, I really got to see this. What jokes did they want not want to hear? Holy fuck. I, I, I do. I think that's a little, maybe not 100% a lie, but there's something there where I think he thought it's, because now it's this forbidden fruit. 
I need to see what some fucking corporate douchebag. I got to see what Amazon or Netflix or fucking uh, HBO didn't want me to see. Fuck yeah. them. Free speech, baby. We're going to stick it to the man. We're going to have Schultz make millions off of this and really show those fuckers. And hats off to you, dude. That's a genius strategy. It's very smart. Very Do you think smart. that's what he did? I, um, I think that it was smart to say all that. That is what I'll say. Okay. It was smart to say all that. I did watch the special, though. I, I did buy it, and I watched it. Um, and I... What is going on in Madison, Wisconsin? They are screaming out there. I, uh, I will say that some of the jokes, subjectively, personally, uh, were not up to the standards that I would have picked for certain platforms. I think that maybe, oh, you so know, some truth, maybe. there's some truth to it. Um, and either way, it was very smart of him to say what he said. That That's what I'll say about that. Uh, oh, for sure. Was, I mean, I, I didn't have, I'm not like an insider with him. Like, I don't know him. But I, you know, I had to fucking see it. I, I watched it. Um, really, I watched it because I wanted to see if my fucking mix was better uh, in the Sam Morell special. And it is. Uh, and <laughs> like the production value and all that. But yeah, the content is certainly content in it. And it, it is Andrew Schultz telling jokes. That's what it is. So we'll, we could talk about it off air if you want. But I, okay. that's, all that's. All right. All right. All right. Yeah. We're getting yeah. a little marketing 101 here, a little strategy. No, there's some people out there. Uh, I remember there was this huge piece of shit. Uh, I can't. I, I was only just reminded of it uh, today. Uh, there was this podcast that I think like three 12-year-olds listened to um, way back in Chicago comedy history. Can't remember the name of it. Um, fucking super huge loser ran it. I forget the guy's name. David Michaels or something. Yeah. Anyway, um, just like a guy who just said the most outrageous shit, like a, a shock jock, a pathetic yeah. person who had no friends. And like then shock jocks, stole. Weren't shock jocks actually funny, though? Like, th I remember this guy. Occasionally, just this guy wasn't words. funny. Though, so you're right. Yeah, you're right. Shock jocks actually were funny. Occasionally, this guy was yeah. never funny. Yeah. And um, and and just pathetic. And, you know, what was really pathetic was he stole all this money from his like nine fans. Yeah. And stole money from like all these other comedians. So then like the comedy club that he thought he was a part of, but he never was. He just pretended to be kind of like Trump in a way. He was like, oh, I own this. Yeah. That didn't even own a light bulb in the place. Yeah. He lost all that because everyone hated his guts and he was such a fucking loser that it was really easy for that guy to go away. You know what yeah. I mean? He's got a nice studio now, though. So, you know, it, it works, I guess. He probably killed his parents to inherit the money. <laughs> for the nice studio now he was one of those dudes that was always like my podcast is one of the most listened to podcasts and you're like you know there's rankings on these platforms yeah, they tell I, us these things i have i've seen the rankings and i don't recall seeing this one very at all ever actually not well even i think he's in the either. chat now so oh yeah if, oh, yeah that... he's listening i hope the chlamydia cleared up anyway <laughs> I uh, this is this person. Well, I'm not gonna make myself part of this. I'll talk. No, to we'll you move on to cool shit, my man. Yeah, yeah. Um, but anyway, so yeah, so Schultz, I I'll, I will say like 
Schultz is special. It was it was a good special though. Like it was very good. Um, there were some jokes in there that I didn't care for, but like, it's definitely worth buying. I'll tell you that it's beautiful. It's one of the prettiest specials I've ever seen. I'll, I could if, that, to where did he shoot? It was at Radio City Music Hall. Uh, Gramercy. Oh, Gramercy. Uh, I'm pretty sure it was a Gram. And I filmed there this year uh, with uh, Nigel Ong, uh, Chicago comedian, um, turned international food superstar. So weird and great, but so fucking weird. Um, and he's, by the way, his new hour is, they're filming his new hour in a couple months. Solid. So be on the lookout for that, Nigel Long. I like that dude a lot. He's really cool, Super man. nice guy. Really cool. But we filmed him at Gramercy, and it looked nothing like what it did in the Schultz. They went all out on production for that. And it's it's very nice, almost perfect audio mix, almost. Um, and, uh, yeah, so that, but it's, it's worth checking out for sure. But and you watch, um, you watch it. Bill Burr's live at Red Rocks. Yes. Yes, I did. I did I, not talking about the content. Cause there's some great jokes there. Of course it's built amazing Burr, I mean, jokes. On. Yeah. Amazing stuff. But the way it was shot, I got to say, I, there was some, I'm like, why are you, why am I being blinded right now? They're there doing that behind some... the, you know, they do the behind the comedian angle, which that... I know some directors love because it's like, look how, it really shows you being small, sure. this massive audience. But it doesn't work when Bill moves and I'm seeing a spotlight blinding me while I'm on my fucking couch. I right. mean, that's just a stupid shot. I don't know who, whoever the editor was. I don't know why they didn't say, okay, could we at least make that like a half second so it's not as sure. irritating on the eye? I mean, editing specials is hard. I'll say that right off the bat. Uh, you know, and uh, the director, Mike Bender Binder, I don't know how to say his last name. Um, but he he does a lot of Bill stuff, I think. And um, they're great. Most of them are great. Legendary. I just had like, you know, and um, I don't mean to criticize. I no, always I, I should, said 15 minutes ago, is... I had the comedians back. And now I'm up here going like, do you think Schultz lied? And what about Bill Burr's terrible <laughs> angles? You know what I mean? Look, I hope I hope people criticize my shit because if you're criticized, hopefully you learn what's real and then you grow from it and become better. But I just I think uh, that, you know, the, there were definitely better shot. Red Rocks is also an interesting shape like it's slanted straight like it's like a nine like a what like a 45 degree grade all the way down and so that's got to be really hard to for like camera positioning to be like creative with then they took like there was an angle that they used a lot not to get super fucking nerdy about this shit but like there's this like this school of thought when you're when you're directing a comedy special where it's like okay I want to when I'm watching this I want to feel like I'm part of the audience like that's kind of the whole thing and but there's an angle they used where it was literally like you're looking at the top of like it's like this like Bill looks like this on camera like half the special that's like one of the main hero angles they were using and it didn't work um and the behind again yeah i 100 percent agree the, the second they went to that behind the back shot you know what they were trying to do it just didn't work but the editor or the director or both were like it's such a cool shot and it is when it works but it has to be in there so you know again the content was great the mushroom story amazing like amazing the, He's he's it's really cool to see a side that side of Bill because he's always just so like man like I, I'm so mad but like he's the 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 soft cool side of Bill that was cool to see but it it, it there were some choices in that I I don't think I would have made um, but it's it's still a really really good special I think so now it it yeah I mean and 
I don't know. Sometimes I, I talk out loud a little bit, right? I'm hearing myself and I'm thinking, who cares? Is it funny? At the end of the day, is it fucking funny? Yeah. Is it funny? Can I hear it. It's just, you only notice that's, st- I only noticed it because I remember as I was watching being like, what the fuck? Why am I being blinded out of nowhere? Sure. There was a few shots that just really stood out and yeah, maybe they're trying something different. The two of those guys, I think, as you said, have worked together a lot. I know he switches it up every now and then because people like to use different sets of eyes here or there, but yeah. I don't know. It's just a weird choice. I thought, and Everyone's- There's also who knows what what was going on. Like maybe that like when you're editing a special again, like you never know what they actually have to work with. Maybe some of the cameras were down and you weren't able to work with the angles you needed to work with, so you had to go to that angle. You know, there's all kinds of reasons why. But I just want to cover my bases in case anyone gets mad at me for saying this shit. I thought I it was a great special, Mike. It was great. You did, you did Mike, you're the job. best, dude. Uh, yeah. I'll fire James and hire you right yeah, now. Fucking, yeah, fucking <laughs> work with Joe. I'm, I'm the worst. You're the best. Um, no, James, you're way too fucking nice too, man. Because I, I, a few seconds ago, I heard you. I was thinking of like, oh, he can't even. It wasn't that you were going to say anything negative about anyone, but you were saying if it was me doing it, and I'm like, oh, you were, you're still like looking for the nice thing to say. You would tell him, oh, I'll, <laughs> you know, I'll try to fix this in post, or we'll fix that angle later instead of just being. You like, don't. Sometimes shit happens, man. You don't know. I make. I guarantee you, people are going to watch. You know, the Sam special or the Kenny special or. You know, there's mistakes I made in, in every special I've ever done. You know, it's just no, it's fucking is, insanely hard to film something and get it hard. right. It's and very hard. There's a lot of moving parts, and it's live. It's a live show, and yeah, I, I've been at live tapings where the comedian will be like, "All right, let's take that's." I'll say that again. Like he'll stumble and then stop, sure. and then say it again. And to me, that's weird because you're really breaking that wall with your audience that's in front of you. Yeah, obviously, the audience at home will never see that because you edit that part out. But like, like I had an inc- an incident where it's on my YouTube, where the uh, CO two machines that like you know produce coke and uh, diet yep. coke and stuff, all of a sudden started going off real loud, and it was like psh, psh, psh. that was, was an outtake from the second one, sounds. wasn't it? Atlanta said for like four minutes, it's like a four minute clip I posted. Yeah, that was that was from the second special, right? The second from, one, yeah. I'm sorry, that's yeah. what you said. The second one, I thought you yeah, said it lasted a, a few seconds. No, it's an outtake uh, from that one. Yeah, yeah I, it was an I remember editing that. that and sending that to you, and you were like, "What the fuck is this?" I was like, "This is content, is what it is." Baby. No, you were right. <laughs> well, I think you wanted it originally in there, and I was like, "You know what? We'll use it for bonus," which was smart yeah. of you to. Which was to the, the but that was a good idea. You people made loved the right it. Call there, yeah. It that was clip funny. did pretty well. I think it's got like ten to twenty thousand views or something, which is pretty good for an outtake on a comedy special from a comedian no one's ever fucking heard of um but dude <laughs> oh here's where you were really nice you were like um if people are criticizing the stuff i do well you know then i'll i'll try to learn from it i thought you were gonna say if people criticize me at least they're fucking watching which is what also that please watch that's part of the game now you know yeah i mean like, all press Chappelle. good press yeah oh uh, yeah i mean well but also like i don't even think that's relevant because he's he's that he's a god like you can't you can't even talk about it like the, he no matter what he does people are gonna watch um criticism or not like they're gonna watch um oh I think no Schultz i agree is, with that and that's yeah. what kills me about the people who don't like Chappelle's stuff because it's like dude it's it's his fifth one in the last three years or four he had five specials in like a four cranking year period them out. Cranking, cranking them out and you were angry at all of them like if you hate <laughs> something why are you still watching i don't get it yeah, yeah. I want to okay, keep, point, you know, yeah. if every Bo Burnham special, he was like, people who look like Joe Kilgallen need to be murdered, round them up in a concentration <laughs> camp. I wouldn't be like, ooh, here comes his sixth special. I wonder if he's going to say something that's going to piss me off specifically yeah. again. Like, why you, did you keep watching? 
You know you would. You would watch specifically for that. Come on, don't give it a shit. I know I, well, I mean, that was a bad example because you called me out by name. <laughs> but, you know, if... But, I mean, yeah. No, I get what you're saying. Like, But that's, that's you know again, that's part, that's part of the Kanye shit. It's the same it's part, thing no, Kanye's it is, doing. Man. All or these Trump. people who are at that like level where they're like household names, they know how to keep those plates spinning of it's relevancy. It's marketing, it's manipulation. Yeah. Right. It made me think um, what would be hilarious if in Chappelle's next special, he does like five minutes about how much he loves the trans community and like makes jokes about how wrong he was just to see if people are paying attention <laughs> or if they just automatically hate whatever he puts out. That would be fun. That would be fun. Did you watch the uh, the the college uh the the speech he did like the 48 minute speech that they put on netflix for literally no reason no did. i didn't and i'm it's mainly because i'm protesting netflix for look every time there's a camera in front of dave Chappelle, it's not a comedy special yeah okay dude, so you throw it on your netflix youtube but you're making <laughs> yeah. your i'm literally turning on netflix because i want to continue to watch seinfeld or new girl reruns and you're fucking going like dave Chappelle, and you're doing like College, the automatic trailer yeah like no dude this is not interesting to me i did watch it though because i'm a fucking mark uh, and like it, the end of that kind of made me not like him as much. He kind of aggrandized himself a lot at the, he was, he basically said, and this is kind of the thing, like, you know, if you're, if you're great, if you're like the best, never say it, let other people say it for you. And he was just like, you know, I'm fucking can't remember what the exact quote was, but he was like, I'm fucking Dave motherfucking Chappelle, like I'm a God or some shit. And it was like, whoa. But everyone loved it. They ate it up in the crowd. So it was just, it was so bizarre because what he was saying before that was just so inspiring. And then he was just like, but fuck everyone. I'm the best. It's like, all right, dude, calm down. I, I might be done with Dave right now. I don't know. I don't know. After that, I was like, okay, dude, like you need to chill. Yeah, I don't know, man. There, I don't think there's – I'm not going to run <sighs> – I looked I still it takes a lot for me to like totally write someone off. Um I'm just too forgiving in nature. I really am. Yeah. I've had people so in my nice. life where everyone's like you still like that guy? And I'm like I I liked him for so long even though now I know they suck or I shouldn't like them. I still kind of uh, give people still chances, good, you know, man. unless you're a rapist or a murderer, I yeah. could stick by you for a little bit, you know? Yeah. If but if you murdered a bunch of rapists then then everyone's cool with you look at you look at you spinning That's, that it that should cool. be like the spinoff to dexter where it's a person you know dexter was a serial killer who killed serial killers there should be a murderer who murder who murders rapists so people yeah. are just like i I'd guess it's kind of cool or she fun. make it a woman there you go isn't that what that movie was about which one there was a movie called like um bright young woman or something like that what is this what is it oh, called? that movie called? Yeah, you Google that. Bright Young Woman. Right. I know something. Young. It was came out like a ye couple years Bright ago. Bright Young Things? No. no. <sighs> the fuck? Something Young Woman? We're getting in the weeds here, Joey. We are. This isn't good oh. podcasting anymore. Something <laughs> Young Young woman. woman in the Sea. How Trude, Trudy Ederly conquered the English. Promising style. Young Woman. Promising Young Woman. There we go. Young woman. Yeah, because she was a once promising med student. I think she had this like trauma. Ooh, Bo over... Burnham's in it. Okay. Yeah, he is. Allison Brie, good cast. Laverne Cox, holy shit. Jennifer Coolidge, <laughs> Stifler's mom. Let's go, dude. Dude, Stifler's mom had a tweet or some interview where she said, 
Do you know how bills? much dick I've gotten because I'm Stifler's mom? She's just talking about how like Killing she would it. walk into places, and people are like, oh my god, you're Stifler's mom, and she'd be like, yeah, you want to fuck? And some douchebags were like, oh, what a slut bag over this, and I'm like, dude, I'm so sick of these nerds on the internet getting mad when women admit to liking sex as much as we do. Why are you against that? I don't Especially understand. Especially Stifler's mom. Oh my god, right? that was like the gold standard of moms. Like what she are you talking is the about? the first ever milf. Yeah, Stifler's mom. <laughs> She's the queen of milfs. Yeah, the term milf was invented in reference to her character in yep. the movie American Pie, and she has now spawned off a category on Pornhub. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like think about that. Of Can course, she's going to spin that into getting some sex out of the deal. Why wouldn't she? Can you imagine be being not like to the abiogenesis of an entire pornography category just by the way that you make people horny? That would be amazing. Is any other living person responsible for a category? <laughs> no, no. On websites that she is. I don't think so. <laughs> she's, she's destroyed more young men's laptops than any other woman alive, I think, just by being so hot and a mom. And now every 26-year-old mom who still got it rocking when they push a stroller down the street they think i hope i get called that from some yeah. car driving by <laughs> or maybe they don't they probably think i want to be left alone yeah, <laughs> that's the probably that about. yeah that's probably what it is can't call me please that's what every woman is saying for sure ron grant in the chat thought we were talking about the movie hard candy now hard candy was with uh hold on fuck um juno right fucking uh elliot page elliot page yeah. and phenomenal acting when i first saw that movie it was like holy shit i don't know who they are but the acting is insane and the bad guy i want to say is patrick wilson's the guy's name i can't remember the guy's name in hard candy but it's a movie where basically um it's about patrick wilson yep patrick wilson yeah it's about a young teenage girl who uh like she's in a coffee shop and this dude in his like mid to late thirties starts talking to her. He's like a photographer. We'll go back to my house and do this. And she knows he's a scumbag who'd been banging teenage girls or raping teenage girls or something like underage girls. And so, uh, she like, you know, drugs him and does all this stuff, but then he's begging for his life going, you got the wrong guy and all this stuff. So you start to think maybe this is the wrong guy. And is she going to kill him? What is she going to do? Cause she's basically telling him you have two choices. Either you kill yourself after you come clean or I kill you some weird dilemma. She gave him. I can't remember. I saw the movie once. Um, actually you mentioned Kenny DeForest. I watched it with Kenny DeForest high out of my mind <laughs> in Megan Gailey's parents' basement. What a fucking environment to and watch. Megan that. Gailey wasn't there. Okay. good. She was That's... cool enough to be like, Oh, you guys are passing through any to do a show. You could stay with my parents. That's how awesome <laughs> Gailey's parents were. They're like, yeah, That's dope. And I remember both of us being like, and him being like, dude, what if this guy didn't do it? And I'm like, I know. Right. But I think it turns out that, uh, he was the uh, perv, you know, the pedo. Yeah, spoiler alert. Yeah, I just spoiler alert. Hanging out. Yeah. All right, James, dude. It was great talking. This has been episode two hundred yeah, of the Joe Kilgallen podcast. Uh, remember, we used to do like three hour long episodes oh, and yeah. stuff in your studio, which was just way too long. I keep the lot. podcast to about half an hour when I'm rocking solo with a guest. I try to do no more than an hour or so. Uh, so tell people where they could find your stuff, man. Um, I, uh, you can find my stuff on other people's YouTube pages is where you can find my stuff. Uh, check out Ken Gar's special, um, uh, Ken G A R R, uh, on Ken Gar's YouTube, Pat Tomasulo's, uh, latest special, uh, what a time to be alive on Pat Tomasulo's YouTube channel. 
Sam Marill coming soon on a place um, that I can't say yet. And, uh, you know, you, you'll, Sam, Sam's about to do a press tour. So definitely just follow Sam Marill on Instagram um, and TikTok. And also, comics, if you're watching, you know what I'm going to say, Joe. You know what I'm about to say. Get a TikTok, fucking you idiots. Comedians, please yeah. get a fucking TikTok and post on it all the time, for God's sake. Uh, but follow Sam on TikTok, uh, on, on Instagram. Um, keep tabs on him. He's, he's next up, like, in a really big way. Um, and then I am at, uh, I'm at the Chicago Pro on Instagram now. I no longer have a stupid username that no one knows how to pronounce. Uh, so yeah, I never knew what the fuck that was, man. It was at it. I'll, t- I'll tell you. So it was like, because I was like being all edgy. I was like, oh, like social media is like, it's, it's cataclysmic. I'm going to be cataclysm, like, like cataclysm. So yeah, it's kind of, you know, it's a little too smart. <laughs> for people but i guess it was way too smart so now i changed it to the chicago pro on instagram so go ahead and and check that out for pictures of my dog and things that i eat and there occasionally you go you could pictures also catch clubs yeah you could catch james webb behind the camera on october 1st at the gutter in brooklyn the tickets will oh be what's up. that all about what what is that what's I'm that for filming everybody this is like the new official update. I teased about the update, but the ticket link isn't live yet. So there'll be an official update with the ticket link. Um, at uh, the gutter in Brooklyn, Communities You Should Know New York, I will be filming my fourth hour. Uh, it is my best hour to date. I have, I can confidently say this is the best hour I've done. And I love my last three hours. So that says a lot. Hell yeah. And this one has the most uh, meaning. It has the most... Um, yeah, there's just parts of me that I've never really uh, talked about on stage. Uh, vulnerability, I suppose. But still, Ooh. still Joe Kill Galen through and through. Uh, because I, I I, got annoyed with a lot of comedy specials lately that everyone's like, well, there's a 10-minute chunk that's not really comedy and they're bearing their soul. And I'm like, well, then it's if it's not comedy, don't put it on your special. I really believe that. I really got annoyed whenever yeah. I heard people talk about Look, that there's a place for that, but at the end of the day, we're supposed to be funny. Talk about yes. the shit that fucks you up. Talk about serious yeah. topics, all that kind of stuff, but make it funny. That's what that's what makes comedians special. We take the dark and make it and bring some light to it, right? Yeah. So when the ticket link will be up for that very soon, if you're in the New York area, please come out. If you're not in the New York area, come on out. We're gonna make it a party. It's gonna be all, fun. all you uh, uh, JKP podcast listeners. Um, uh, that's Joe Kilgallen podcast podcast. I think I just did. Anyway, all you guys, uh, come on out, man. If you if you were to fly out, if anyone out there wants to is going to fly out to New York to go to it, we I will get you a free ticket. There you I go. Will, I that's will a, get you. That's a deal right there. That's a deal, folks. So all you got to do is pay very expensive airfare, save twenty five bucks, and go to New York hotel, and then save yeah twenty <laughs> to twenty five bucks. We're not really sure what the tickets are going to be. It'll probably be like cheaper save than twenty five bucks. You save fifteen bucks. And, and a nice handshake and memories that'll last yeah. a lifetime. Just yeah. like the strip club. You're not paying for boobs to be rubbed up against your no. shoulder. You're paying no. for the experience. That's right. That's All right. right. Have quite an experience. experience. <laughs> there we go. All right. Thanks uh, for listening, everybody. It was fun doing it live. Uh, a lot of great comments out there. And uh, I appreciate all you guys. Even uh, one person I think was rabble rousing a little bit. Anyway. All right. You guys fun. the best. Cheers. Cheers.